What's up, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tan and J-Man Show. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh, the J-Man Monk, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. While you're at it, on whatever platform you're listening on, please hit that subscribe button. And if it happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That really helps us out. If you're interested in watching our show, our show is recorded live every Monday from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch that on the ISC Sports Network, on the free ISC Sports Network app, on the ISC Sports Network Facebook page, and their Twitter page. While you're at it, on the social media channels, please give us a like on our Facebook page. Please give us a follow on our Twitter and Instagram page, at Show. And if you want to support our podcast and look great doing so, we have a merchandise store. You can go to any of our social media pages, click the link, click Tan and J-Man Show store, and you'll find whatever you're looking for, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, coffee mugs, you name it, we got it. So thanks again for supporting the podcast. Now sit back, relax, and here comes another exciting brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. We're back at it with another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show on this gorgeous Monday night. Storms are heading into town. It was about this day last year that we had a power outage down here. And um, it uh, knocked power out. I don't think did it knock it. It did knock it out during the show um, for a few minutes, but then we got it back. But then it knocked it out for good when we were doing an interview um, with our good friends... Um, Andrew Eiler and Izzy Lamb. Izzy Eiler. The Eilers. Man, I'm struggling today. This could be rough. I'm just letting you um, roll with it. I wasn't going to help you there. I, I knew you were just going to find it along the way, Michael yeah, Scott-like. Uh, that, that was a very Michael Scott way to start um, this thing. But, yeah, you're right. That was a good interview, but we had to cut it a little short last year. If you want to watch the interview, you can go check out our YouTube channel. It's on there. Yes, sir. Thanks for watching, everybody. As I said, live yep. on the ISC Sports Network. We're glad to be back at it. Don't have a ton really to cover today because we're kind of in that in-between period between um, really the all or the trade deadline and the football starting. We'll have our college football preview here in is that two weeks? Three weeks from today. Three weeks from and today. And our, okay. our friend Travis Watchering, who's the sponsor of the J-Man's Book of Prediction Week every week, he'll be in studio mm-hmm. with us. Not only will he be chatting college football, particularly about his fighting Irish, but he'll also be revealing the contest winner. And yes, how, how do you get in that contest, Josh? Um, he said he's going to start a contest very soon. Uh, it's simply just downloading his app. Um, so just mentioned that uh, he has a, an insurance-related app for iPhone or Android users, asking everybody to download it, whether they're a client or not. All downloads will equal one submission, um, and he will draw the winner live on air on, um, I think that'd be August 31st. Pretty no August thirtieth thirtieth yes yep that is not only our college football preview edition it's also our two hundred fiftieth episode I feel like it's a pretty big milestone every fifty I feel like it's a milestone and he's still he's still uh, figuring out what he wants the uh, winner of the drawing uh, to win yeah the but, prize um, I'm sure it's gonna be a pretty good prize if yeah. I know uh, Travis yeah, Washington so we'll have, we'll have to put up with his Irish talk but that's all right I'm dreading that and it's Reds talk for that matter since night Reds yeah um, you, you might want to dread that one it won't bother me too much I might have to I might have to stir the pot a little bit there I might have to call him sick that uh, <laughs> that episode big episode and J-Man calls him J- sick. yeah yeah it'd be classic J-Man move <laughs> so. it, it would be a classic maybe you'll have a Tan and J-Man show shirt by then uh, likely, not. <laughs> likely not. Let's be honest. All right. All right. Um, you got some birdie bogey for me tonight? I do have some birdie bogey for you. Uh, let me bring up the sponsor for that real quick. Um, 
yeah, as we lose our camera. This is great. But yeah, birdie bogey, uh, here it is. So Peyton Manning, pretty good quarterback. Not bad. Uh, he made the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. He's the fourth quarterback ever selected number one overall in the NFL draft to go on and be a Hall of Famer. Name the other three. Say that again, please. Peyton's the fourth quarterback. Fourth quarterback. In NFL history to be selected number one overall and make the Hall of Fame. And make the Hall of Fame. Okay. Who are the other three? I assume two would be um, two would be a, a, a par, correct, if I get two? No. Well, I have to get all three to get yep. anything this week, yep. huh? Yep. All right, well, I know one for sure. Um, man, that's a good question, though. But Birdie Bogey's brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC. Hopefully everyone can hear us still. We're not 100% sure. Um, they can hear us on uh, TV anyway or on the app. But it's brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. I know they have some sweet corn um, as of last week, fresh pick sweet corn. Uh, at that, um, they had some sweet corn in Mintone by the fire station. From 1 to 6 last, um, I think that would be last Wednesday, and I, I'm not sure if they're going to be back there or not, but the, they were also in Akron from 11 to 5.30 by the fire station. They were also at the uh, Kazi Osco County Farmers and Artisan Market over the weekend where they also had sweet corn there as well as their normal array of veggies. They, uh, You can also have your vegetables delivered straight to your home, home via... Let's see, i got to go back. Via Market Wagon, get them delivered straight to your door. See their site for more details, and be sure to search for Noble Gnome in their search bar to find all of their available produce. Um, get your veggies at Noble Gnome LLC. Tanner's trying to work on our technical difficulties here. So I will start with my baseball talk here. Um, it's just been... <laughs> Um, it's been a, I don't know where to look. Should I look right here, Tanner, for the time being? Right up at the camera? Um, it's just me and you. I'm just having a conversation with you people on the other uh, on the other end of the camera. Um, it's been, you know, after the trade deadline last week where Cubs pretty much got rid of their entire roster, um, at least of the core with Javi Baez and Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo, it's been a uh, major struggle. They've only won two games so far um, during that stretch of I'm not sure how many games they played and I'm at the point of the season where I'm very much rooting for them to lose as much as possible they're only a half game out of the ninth spot in um, the draft standing they have the 10th worst record in baseball right now they're only a game and a half out of the eighth spot they're only four and a half out of the fifth spot it's going to be very difficult to uh, get into that top five but I'm very much hoping they do I'll get into that top five because that's where you get the premier elite talent. And um, so we're hoping, at least I'm hoping, that's what happens. Um, there's a few interesting things we can look at if we're Cubs fans the rest of the way. They just c- called up Greg Dykeman, who was the uh, main headliner of the, of the. I think we're back. Does that mean we're back? Mm-hmm. Okay, we are back. Um, of the uh, Andrew Chafin trade with the Oakland Athletics um, 
that's now two weeks ago now. He's a 26-year-old outfielder. He's a left-handed hitter. He supposedly, at least coming up, had tremendous power, at least when he was at uh, Louisiana State University. He had great power. He had some strikeout issues, but he also took a ton of walks and this year, he's really worked on cutting down his swing, cutting down his strikeouts. He's still walking a bunch. Power hasn't been there um, so far this year, but he hit over 300 with an on-base percentage of well over 400 and a slugging percentage over 400 as well in AAA. They called him up Friday, so he's a guy who should be playing every single day. He came up because they put uh, Jason Hayward on the injured list. And even when Jason Hayward comes back, Dykeman should play every single day. They have to find out what they have in these players um, going forward to see if Dykeman could be good enough to be a regular next year or should he come off the bench next year. Um, I think he has a pretty good shot to be in the major leagues, depending on how well he progresses this year. Now, if he comes up and has a 2014 Javier Baez type season, he probably, he definitely, I should say, would. Uh, not be on the roster to start the year, regardless of how well he did in spring training. Uh, but so far, so good for him. He's really held his own. He has a couple hits. He has an RBI. He flew up to the wall last night, lined out to the warning track last night. He's putting together probably um, some of their most consistent at-bats, really, and he only has nine at-bats so far. But he's grinding out plate appearances. He's making contact, only struck out once. Um, don't remember him having too many chances in right field, so can't comment on his defense. Uh, but so far, so good. He's looked pretty good out there. A couple other things to look for uh, for the rest of the year. This is the – and I, I've I've said this to Tanner a few times. This It's the weirdest feeling watching this Cubs team right now because I don't even view them as the Chicago Cubs. They just happen to be wearing that jersey right now because – 80% of this roster that's up right now will probably not even be on the roster next year. They're just kind of placeholders, kind of replacement players, um, if you will, um, for the rest of this season and hopefully the rebuild. Uh, he, they're not calling it a rebuild. Jed Hoyer refuses to call it a rebuild. Um, will hopefully not be more than just one season. They'll have a ton of money next year. Only um, David Bodie, Kyle Hendricks, and Jason Hayward, I believe, have guaranteed contracts for next year. They'll have a ton of money to spend. Uh, they have some interesting bullpen arms, especially. Uh, speaking of interesting arms, uh, for the rest of the season, need to see um, some development out of Adbert Alzali. He pitched really, really well on Saturday. Um, he's really struggled against left-handed hitters this year, and lefties only went 4 for 16 um, against him on Saturday. It was the first game all season that he did not give up a home run, I believe. I'm not sure if that's accurate. But he's been really hurt by the long ball, um, and he needs to develop a changeup to kind of offset those left-handed hitters. Uh, he's a guy that probably have him on an innings uh, limit, so he probably won't pitch as much or as deep into September, although they are adding a uh, pitcher to the rotation, Justin Steele, who was the guy that came up um, middle of April in the bullpen, pitched really, really well out of the bullpen through 13 innings, struck out 21, pitching in pretty much high leverage situations right away. And they uh, he got hurt, and then they sent him to AAA to get stretched out. So he's joining the rotation. They're going to have a six-man rotation there um, with the Cubs. Uh, so that will help limit uh, Adbert Alzali's innings. And that's just something we need to see. Keegan Thompson's another guy who pitched really well out of the bullpen. They're, they I haven't just, heard of any of these guys. I know, exactly. <laughs> they just sent him down to AAA. He's getting stretched out. He's going to join the rotation sometime in the next few weeks uh, to give these guys a sort of audition uh, for next year. And that's pretty much all 
this team is the rest of the year is an audition for next year. I uh, need to see Patrick Wisdom if he wants to be a regular next year, which he's been he's been really pretty good and consistent since he's came up uh, and I think he came up late May or so. Um, he's been really good for him, and he's made adjustments. He's walking more. He's striking out less. He needs to continue those progressions in order to be um, a guy they can count on to play third, first, um, or a corner outfield spot next year. Uh, need more out of Ian Happ. He's still hitting well under 200 right now. He's a guy that he needs to start hitting now. I don't know if they'd have the balls to non-tender him. This offseason, they did to Kyle Schwarber last year, just didn't tender him a contract. Um, Ian Happ has to go on a tear in order for them to really count on him to be an everyday outfielder next year. Rafael Ortega's probably been their best hitter all season long, believe it or not. He's been tearing up right-handed pitching. He's hitting over 300 this year. Um, he's, he's spraying line drives all over the ballpark, playing really good defense in center field. He's 31 years old, and he's, this is really the first time he's gotten an everyday sort of shot. So he's really submitted himself as a guy who could potentially be maybe their, even their leadoff hitter next year, uh, which if he's their, an everyday center fielder and leadoff hitter is probably <laughs> going to be pretty scary or not very fun to watch next year. Uh, but he's playing really well uh, so far. Another guy, Frank Schwindel. Ever heard of Frank Schwindel? Right now I have. He's been their primary first baseman since Anthony Rizzo. Was um, he their player of the week this week? He was. Yeah, I yeah, saw some was. people commenting on that. He, um, he's a guy that's finally gotten some a chance to be at the major league level. Um, I think he's he's around our age, which is 29. Um, yeah, he was born in 92, so same year as us. Finally getting a shot. He has 42 career play appearances. He's been really good for the Cubs so far. He's 8 for 22 with a homer. He's only struck out three times. Uh, he's put up pretty good numbers in the minor leagues about every stop. He just hasn't been able to get a shot, and this is the first time he's gotten a shot at the major league level. Could be a platoon sort of guy where you have him at first against left-handed pitching. Um, I can already tell David Ross loves him considering how often he's played him. <laughs> but it's just – this is – the it's the weirdest feeling for the past seven seasons I've been so used to them competing – uh, being in playoff races, winning the division, going to the NLCS three straight years to f- be back to where they were in 2013. Um, I wouldn't even say 14, because at least they had something to look forward to in 2014. They had Jorge Soler up, Javier Baez came up, Kyle Hendricks came up, Erismendi Alcantara was also one of the guys that came up that was a hot prospect at that point. They don't have any of those guys right now uh, that you even have to look forward to. Um, and so it's going to be a rough, rough rest of the season but as i said it's all about uh, draft position at this point uh, in my eyes so if uh i could choose them losing every single game the rest of the year so be it that probably <laughs> that probably still wouldn't even put them good bad enough to uh get the number one overall pick that put them at you know, i'm not sure what it put them at i think they have 52 wins yeah 52 wins so they'd be 52 and don't want to do math 152 and 110 which is bad. Yes. Is, that, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is bad, but Arizona only has 35 wins. They're not winning 17 more games the rest of the year. Pirates terrible. Pirates might not win 11 more games the rest of the year. Orioles are right there with them. Um, so it's all about draft position. And uh, the roster, and really coming into this year, um, 
people didn't think the Cubs would be very good. And, of course, they had that really good stretch in the middle of junior thinking, all right, they might actually be pretty good. I do remember you talked yourself into it before the season, picking them for the division. I did. I talked myself into it. I just didn't think the division would be very good. Right. Um, and it's proven to be a lot better than we thought it'd be. Um, even one of my bold predictions was that the division winner would be 500, 500 or, or less. less. Yep. Um, but Marquee Network – uh, ratings, local ratings for Cubs games are down a whopping 37% since 2019 and 28% from the pandemic season last year. Um, it's and Honestly, it's not really crazy um, with numbers of other clubs, particularly those that dealt with changes in competitiveness as far as, I and mean, I'm getting this off of BleacherNation.com. Uh, uh, but... Um, Marquee Network, their first season, they had to deal with a pandemic-shortened season. Sure. Um, this year, they had to deal with um, not having a competitive ball club for a majority of the year. And a lot of that has to do with the owner of both Marquee Network and the Chicago Cubs and Tom Ricketts. So, Tom, he can look at it all he wants, but if he wants to put um, good ratings um, on his mantle – uh, for the marquee network, then he's got to field a competitive team. And instead they're going out and spending money on a sports book. That That's where I was getting out. You took it out of my mouth. That you can, you, you can bet on sports right from your phone. You don't have to go to a sports book anymore. You can bet from anywhere in the world. Other teams are doing it. That's the thing. That's the thing other th- teams are like, doing. I think the Arizona Cardinals are the first team professional sports to have theirs ready to go right now. But – Tom Ricketts cries poor. Yeah, I know. And he doesn't yeah. add to the major league roster. Nobody believes him when he cries poor. He, he he's he's a he because he's lying. Yes, he's he's worth billions of dollars. Um, he cries poor, says he can't afford. He is the reason he did not extend the core. I, it had nothing to do with really the core, but um, the core had a chance to win, and he decided to close his checkbook. Um, and not add elite talent to even try to win another World Series with this core. He cried poor. He spent billions of dollars making Wrigleyville into Ricketsville. Um, I think I said that last week. And the sports book's coming. It's going to be, I don't know how much money it's going to cost the Ricketts family, but so much money that he's going to cry poor again. And they're not ever... It's just going to be a constant cycle of Tom Ricketts saying he's poor. He doesn't care about the fans. He doesn't care about his team. He just wants that money. He just wants to line his pockets with as much money as possible. Fans will still show up to games, unfortunately. I wish we'd have a Tampa Bay Rays situation (laughs) at Wrigley Field and uh, Tom Ricketts is forced to sell the team because he can't afford to pay anyone. Um, But that's not – it's just not going to happen. Wrigley Field is too much of a destination – um, for especially opposing fans, people just like to go to Wrigley Field and watch a. Well, particularly when people couldn't really go to the games game. last year. Exactly, I mean Wrigley Field was packed over the weekend against the Chicago White Sox, which the Cubs were embarrassed all weekend and on national television last night, giving up. Zach Davies gave up three home runs in the first inning, I believe. He gave up four total. I'm not sure if that number's accurate. But uh, the White Sox are the first team in the modern era to get 45 strikeouts from their pitcher and eight-plus homers uh, from their hitters in a three-game series in history. Tom Ricketts' team was embarrassed over the weekend. That's okay with me. I hope they continue to embarrass themselves. Uh, Tom Ricketts has embarrassed himself really since the end of 2017, and uh, I want him 
to uh, be absolutely mortified, and hopefully that will uh, wake him up to, hey, maybe I need to uh, field a really good team. Maybe the sports book's not going to bring people in as much as a um, winning ball club could. Uh, but he has uh, proven time and again that that's just not the case. He's like, won a World Series, what else do you want from me? And so now the fans are here to suffer. Sorry, Josh. It's okay. Some more baseball notes. Um, the Field of Dreams game, and I think it's in Dyersville, Iowa, um, on Thursday with the Yankees and White Sox are the most expensive regular season tickets on record. Um, the average per- purchase price is $1,413. Oh. The get-in price is $1,316 with tickets going as high as $3,900. Cool-looking uniforms. Yeah, really cool-looking uniforms. And I think it's going to look really cool yep. on TV. I'm excited to watch that game. Um, two teams that are really hot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a guy on Twitter, which I thought was funny. He said, what a joke. Instead of having this game in April, no, they're having it in August where games matter. And I want to be like, have you ever seen cornfields in April? They're non-existent. He obviously doesn't live in the Midwest. Clearly doesn't. I want to see where this guy lives. Doesn't say. Probably lives in probably, probably east or west coast. Yeah, go west coast. Yeah. Yeah, probably west coast. Yeah. But... Else around baseball, uh, the Cincinnati Reds are hot. Cincinnati Reds. Ten games over five hundred. only five games out of the division. They're coming for you, Josh. Two and a half games out of the wild card. Um, they're playing really good baseball. Fans they're, are going to get at you on Twitter. They're, I've completely gotten off Twitter pretty much. I'm on it, but I'm not really looking at it. Uh, they've been a, they've been helped by an easy schedule, but you got to pl- beat who you play, I guess. Um, the Pirates just go out with a whimper against them. Um, just get whooped about every single game. And then um, they do have a pretty tough week this week, so hopefully the uh, Braves and Phillies will help them out a little bit or help me, me personally out and the San Diego Padres out. Um, Reds have at Atlanta for three and then at Philadelphia for three. Both teams pretty hot right now who have overtaken the New York Mets. Saw that coming. Mets are in third place. I love it. Yep. we. I think we both saw that coming. Uh, the Phillies are hot. They're two games up on Atlanta. This is like the best Mets team they've had in almost a decade. They went to a World and they're still Series not good. in 2015. Said almost a decade. Six years? <laughs> yeah, we're rounding up towards the <laughs> okay. decade. That's fair. Give me my moment here. That's fair. But So, yeah, we saw it coming. Trade for Javier Baez. He, uh, I bet they resigned him, though. Well, I hope they have the money to give him, although yeah. it's not worth the money. they want, Or he wants, anyway. He wants $200 million. He's not going to get that anywhere. Um, he he struck out five times in a game over the weekend, got hurt yesterday. I think that's the only way it works out for the Mets if they end up re-signing him. Makes no sense. Yeah, it was a pretty bad move by them. But the Phillies have won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games in a row. Um, They're hot. They're hot. This is the best team they've had in about a decade as well. They're two games up. Still think they're – Still think the Braves are going to end up winning that division. We've been saying You've it said all that year. for a while. Yeah, and they're getting hot as well, two games back of the Phillies. Mets are still only two and a half out, so they have plenty of time to kind of overtake it again, but they need Jacob deGrom healthy. They need Francisco Lindor healthy. No news on whether either of those guys are coming back anytime soon. Um, 
but just that's that's a mess of a division. You have a bunch of mm-hmm. mediocre teams fighting it out there. Of course, it's on the East Coast. So that's all everyone's talking about. They're not <laughs> talking about the really good teams. No, talking about the mediocre East Coast teams. Uh, Brewers are still winning the Central. They're twenty games over five hundred, five games up on the Reds, ten and a half up on St. Louis. Uh, the Giants, man, they continue to win. Get yep. clutch hits. Yep. In Milwaukee, winning the series in Milwaukee, thirty games over five hundred. Yeah, we definitely thought we, – we kept waiting for them to wake up the first yep. half of the year and say, no, they're they're contenders. They're not yeah. pretenders, and they've they've proved it all year long. Dodgers are still four games behind the Giants. Um, that's the best division in yeah. baseball. No I mean, argument no, here. No arguments at all. Um, Padres need Fernando Tatis Jr. back. Kind of struggled a little bit, let the Reds back in. Of course, Reds have been on this scorched earth sort of stretch they're on. <laughs> they got to play who's uh, on their schedule, I know, Josh. I know. Um, Boston Red Sox are real cold right now. They are. They're only two and a half up on the Yankees. Right. At, for that last mm-hmm. wild card, they're tied with the uh, Oakland Athletics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa Bay is overtaking them. They're four games up now. On, I like uh, Tampa win that division. I do too. Um, Toronto Blue Jays are hot as well. They're only yeah, a half game yep. behind the Yankees. It's, it's a good division. Uh, that's that's. I mean, that's a deeper division than the right. uh, National League West. Uh, the White Sox, as I said, are hot right now. They're, they're team. Um, I would say they're. Probably that, the favorite to win the American League. Did at I the read current, that uh, was the first sweep at Wrigley for them since 2012? Yeah, that was only the third time ever wow. that they'd done it at Wrigley. Um, yeah, 2012 team was worst team of maybe in Cubs history. <laughs> um, yeah. Could that roster right now beat this roster? The 2012 one? Nah, no. Nah. Okay. No, this team's a little better. Oh, a lot better, I would say. You put if you if they were to have to play with this roster for a full season, they wouldn't be good, but they'd probably still be close to ten games above gotcha. the 2012 roster, which is still ten games above, still twenty games under 500. <laughs> um, so, uh, the White Sox are, man, it's hard not to think of them as the favorite in the American League. I know Tampa Bay is hot, but man, they have it. They that have would it make all. our predictions look pretty good. Yeah, we. Who did you have World Series wise? Do you remember? I think I had the Yankees in the World Series, but I had the White Sox getting to the AL- ALCS. I know that. That was part of my bold predictions. Yeah, I had um, I had the Dodgers over the White Sox. So Yeah, I, know, I remember you had them in the World Series. That's looking pretty good right now, too. I mean, Dodgers might get a wild card spot, but they're still awfully scary. Um, they get Lewis Robert back um, as well, Luis Robert uh, back, I think, today, uh, which just adds to their outfield. Eloy Jimenez. Uh, the moment the Cubs traded him to the White Sox, he uh, decided to, you know what, I'm going to hit a home run every single at-bat at Wrigley at Field, and he's about done it. Um, Dylan Cease as well pitched pretty well last night. They're ten and a half up on the yeah, Indians. You yeah. might as well just call it now. It, it reminds me of the 2000. The Guardians. <sighs> no, we can call them yet, Indians. Yeah, we still call them Indians until next year. Um, i got to get my mind already, so I'm not saying the – San Diego Chargers or the Oakland Raiders, like somebody over here. I'll continue to do that, too. I'll continue to do that. White Sox do remind me a little of the 2016 Cubs. 2016 Cubs were better uh, than this White Sox team, but the fact that uh, that central division lead is 10.5 and we're in early August, that's about where the Cubs were. I think about this time in August in 2016, Cubs had at least a 12-game lead. You don't want the White Sox to win the World Series. I don't. I don't. If it was a White Sox Reds World Series, <laughs> I'd root for a meteor. <laughs> just yeah, you told me the other day off off air that you would rather the White Sox Cardinals match up than the than the White Sox Reds. Easy, I know too many Reds fans. I don't know so, that so many is Cardinals it, fans. So is it safe to say right now, 
on August 9th. The Reds are your least favorite team in the MLB. I think they've been that way for a while, actually. Okay. Um, even when the Cardinals were really good, I'd root for them over the Reds, Reds. when the Reds were terrible. I hate them. <laughs> there's there's th- really two guys that um, you make, know who you are. make me really hate them, and you know who you are. I had to hear about them. Cubs were winning 100 games, and all I heard about was the Reds and how good they were, and they'd go 74 and 92 or whatever, 74 and 88. We'll say Joey Votto is becoming an absolute Reds legend. Yeah, he already was. He but was, but he's really cementing he's it. He's completely man. remade himself. Yeah. Um, he really struggled with power. I thought he was over the hill. Um, Done. I did too, and he's really – I mean, he went on that unbelievable yeah. stretch where he had a homer in eight straight games, yeah. seven, eight straight games. Um and, I mean, they have good pitching. They they could be a good team if they uh, make the playoffs. I would still put my money on them not making the playoffs. Their playoff odds currently are still only 28.4%. Um, so it's an uphill battle, but their schedule is very favorable. Uh, they have the Pirates a couple more times, have the Cubs a couple more times. Yep. Um, so they could easily get in there. Hope not. The American League West, we have the Houston Astros winning that division. Uh, two games up over Oakland. Um, wouldn't surprise me if the Astros are in the World Series again. Either. Yeah. Uh, if it's Astros Dodgers, I won't watch a single pitch. Yeah, Astros anyone, I don't think I'll watch yeah. a single Dodgers anyone, I won't watch a single yeah. pitch. Those guys have been in forever, um, past couple years. Really, how many years in a row have, has it been either the Astros or Dodgers playing? Feels like going back from every, 2017. Every on? year since 2017, yeah, yeah. Um, including 2017 mm-hmm. when they played. Mm-hmm. Um, Oakland's playing really good baseball as well. They're two games up or two games out. Um, of the division race, but they are tied with the Boston Red Sox and two and a half games up in a playoff spot there. Um, I don't think I really have any other. Uh, well, I'm going to give you a little baseball trivia <coughs> question here. You got this game here, this card game. It's yep. Chicago against the world sports trivia game. I selected a Cubs question from the top. Mm-hmm. You said you've, you haven't seen this I did one. not look at that one, though. So, from 2000. Through 2019. 2000 to 2019. Ten players hit leadoff for the Cubs in 100 or more games. Give me those ten. Oh, well, Dexter Fowler. Correct. 100 or more games. Um, David DeJesus, is he one of them? Yes. Alfonso Soriano. Yes. Eric Young. Yes. Juan Pierre. Yes. Um, Corey Patterson? Yes. How many have I gotten right? Six. Six. I have four more. Just hit leadoff. Leadoff 100 or more games. Ryan Terrio. Yes. Three left. Um, You're already passing grade. You're at 60% like your math scores. 70%. Oh, yeah, seventy. <laughs> I take giving, that for me. I'm math. giving, yeah, I'm giving you a hard time with math. I can't even. Um, three more players have hit leadoff one hundred or more times. Are they of this like era? Two of them are. Are they still playing? Those two. One is. Hundred or more times from two thousand to two thousand nineteen. Oh man, you're gonna kick yourself, dude. I know. Hundred or more times. And then we had Fowler. Can't imagine Ben Zobers did. 
Ben Zobris, did he lead off? Yes. Him? Did he? Okay. Two more. Oh, two more, two more, two more, two more. He's not playing, so it's somebody that's still playing. So help me God if it's Albert Almora. No. Okay, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Wish it was. I know old Joe Madden liked to lead him off. Um, 2000 to 2019. Eric Young was like 2000 to 2001. I mean, Kenny Lofton, I don't think he was there for I would give years. you a hint on one of these guys, but it really takes away the job you're doing. So I don't want to give you a hint. Uh, 2004, 2005 would have been Patterson. Six would have been Juan Pierre. Seven through ten would have been Soriano and Terrio. DeJesus would have been 2012. There's no way Rizzo let off a hundred times. No. I don't know. To me. Starlin Castro? <sighs> Why did he lead off games? And Kosuke Fukudome. Kosuke! Man. That's what I was going to say. A lot of people had this guy's yeah. shirt. Kosuke. 8 out 10. Pretty good. I'll, I'll take 8 out I Why Starlin Castro led off is a mystery. Kosuke Fukudome would have been a fantastic leadoff man. If, uh, if Kosuke would have played today, he would have been so much... Like, more highly respected with his on-base percentage abilities. I mean, he had an on-base percentage in his career. is like 360. Um, he would have been a really good leadoff man nowadays. But, uh, you know what, I'll take eight. Yeah, good job. I pulled a few out of nowhere. You did. You uh, did. Yep. You did. NFL Hall of Fame weekend happened. Yes, sir. Two classes we saw get inducted officially. We saw the 2020 class go in on Saturday, the 2021 class yesterday. Did you watch any of it? No. No. Okay, I did. I watched a little bit. I have always found it incredibly dry. Yeah. Unless it's a guy that I like. Yes, that was a Dol- Miami Dolphin or um You didn't watch your boy Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson was Saturday. such a micromanager. He wouldn't let legend Dan Marino call his own plays or audible. He handcuffed Dan Marino. Um, at the end of Marino's career, but Jimmy Johnson was such a micromanager. Shouldn't even be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson went in Saturday night. Bill Cower went in Saturday night. He might be the most overrated Hall of Famer in history. He won one Super Bowl. Cower? Yeah. I think he belongs there. He's a pretty good coach. I, I guess if Dungy gets in, Cower probably deserves yeah. to get in. And he got to a couple other AFC. He got to at least one other AFC yeah. championship. Maybe two. I think two other AFC championships. Um, but uh, they got in. Troy Polamalu. Pretty good player. Um, Steve Atwater got in, which was a little surprising to me. Um, not saying he wasn't deserving, but I think there's some other Broncos who aren't in that deserve it more than him. Randy Gratishire and um, Rick Carl, Carl Mecklenburg are two that I think that deserve, or Mike Shanahan even. Um, Edron James. Supposedly his speech was great. He was, it was good. It, it was, was very good. good. I liked how he ended it. He said the guy with the gold teeth. Ends with a gold jacket. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Does he still have gold teeth? Nope. Well, at least he didn't wear them there. Still has his dreadlocks. He talked a lot about how he was, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. He was kind of looked at as a thug and all mm-hmm. the stuff. He said, little does people people know, i never been arrested. I've never spent any time in jail. All this other stuff. So it was pretty good. Um, who else went in um, the other night? Uh else went in i can't help you yeah i have it up here and this list is not telling me very much i I paid more attention last night to the 2021 class to be honest which was uh peyton manning 
Calvin Johnson, Charles Woodson, John Lynch, Alan uh, Fineca, and Drew Pearson. Um, the 2020 was Harold Carmichael, Cliff Harris, Edron James, Steve Atwater, Paul Tagliabue, former commission. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Hutchinson, great offensive lineman for the Seahawks and Vikings. Donnie Shell, Isaac Bruce, greatest show on turf. I didn't see Higgins. Um, Jimbo Covert, Troy Palomalo, Jimmy Johnson, Bill Cower. Yeah, they, they had some all-time hair busts with Steve Hutchinson uh-huh. and Troy Palomalo. Yeah. Um, a few others, but definitely Palomalo's hair on his bust was pretty cool. I'm sure Edron's was pretty good, Edron's, too. Edron's was good. Uh, Peyton, Peyton Manning's head, um, forehead, forehead was, was big, about uh, to the Cowher's ceiling. chin. Uh, Peyton Manning... Stole the show yesterday. His speech was about six to seven minutes long, but it was really good. A lot of people on Twitter are saying he needs to be the next commissioner of football yep. because he loves the game more than anybody because that's what he said. He goes, my football days are not done. They'll never be done. I love this game. I want to grow the game. Um, he started off with some humor right away. He's a uh, funny guy. Slam dunked on Ray Lewis and Tom Brady. <laughs> so those are pretty good. Uh, he made fun of Ray Lewis for going on and on and on his all fame speech. And Tom Brady he said, by the time he gets in in twenty thirty five, he can post on his Instagram. <laughs> um, whole crowd is booing Tom Brady, and Tom Brady, what's up with that? Yeah, he's playing the villain. Um, Calvin Johnson had a good speech. Charles Woodson had a good speech. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed watching it. Next year's potential class twenty twenty two. Some interesting names here. Um, Steve Smith, Steve Smith, uh, senior. Think he gets in? I don't think Next he'd year. be a first ballot a free, guy. Uh, it's, um, I mean, he's a first timer up, along with uh, you. Also got some other first timers, Andre Johnson. I think he gets in. Anquan Bolden. Uh, not first. Demarcus Ware. I think he's the first ballot. I do too. Devin Hester. He's greatest returner of all time. I don't That's think an he gets in first, case. but does he get in eventually? I think he'll get in eventually. Tony Romo. Nah, not even. <laughs> if he gets in the Hall of Fame, that would be it, it. Would it would honestly it would discredit the NFL Hall of Fame completely if Tony Romo is ever at a Hall of Famer. How about two guys who are up for the first time in twenty twenty? Tory Holt, and Reggie Wayne. I think they'll both get in eventually. Not sure if they'll get in on this one. Um, Reggie Wayne probably more so, just because of who he played for and who he was wide receiver for. I should say. Rondé Barber. Nah. Your boy Zach Thomas? Yes. I I will make a bold prediction and say he gets in uh, this year. He's getting closer each and every year, and I think this is the year he gets over the hump. Um, he has a lot of people on his side. Kevin Mawai. Former, a Hall of Fame finalist twice. Um, Kevin Mawai, Hall of Fame um, center for the Jets, even tweeted something like, all these guys are getting in the Hall of Fame, and Zach Thomas not being one of them is an absolute shame. Jimmy Johnson, I believe, even ended one of his – Ended his speech saying uh, Zach Thomas deserves to be in. Tony Baselli's another one that could get I in. I don't know anything about offensive Can line. Can you tell me the other teams Devin Hester played for outside of the Bears? Falcons. Yep. Played for another team. Other two than more. The, two more. Two more in his last season of 2016. I just saw him. Okay. My bad. Ravens, Seahawks. Mm. I couldn't have told you that. I had no idea he played. I remember him with the Falcons. Yes. He was there uh, for two I years. I remember him with the Ravens and Seahawks, though. Uh, Patrick Willis is up. He was really good one too. Jared Allen's up. Jared Allen was a character. He was a good defensive end. Uh, Sam Mills, never heard of him. And uh, Leroy Leroy Butler, Butler. he's good safety for the Packers. Eleven year safety. If he gets in before Zach Thomas, it's a sham. Yeah, it'll be interesting. How many uh, Dolphins are in? A lot. A decent amount. Um. I'll Google it real quick. I'm I not know sure. Peyton and John Lynch getting in since they're both 
half Buccaneer, half Bronco, half Colt, half Bronco thing. Counting those as Broncos, Broncos are up to 10 now. They were literally just at five a couple of years ago. Wow. Now they're up to 10 because Pat Bowen's got in. Um, Atwater got in, of course. John Lynch, Peyton Manning, and um, Champ Bailey. So, Champ's still their only defender. Well, no, duh, John Lynch now. I was going to say Champ's their only defender. But 17 for the 17. Dolphins. Um, the last one to get in was, uh, well, Jimmy Johnson, if you count him. Mm-hmm. Um, George Young was director of player personnel for them from 75 to 78, but he went in as Giants uh, general manager. Bobby Bethard uh, went in. He was with the Dolphins from 72 to 77. That's C.J. Bethard's uh, grandpa, I believe. Jason Taylor was the last player to get in. Colin Coward had me fired up the other day. When doesn't he ever fire you up? He said Von Miller's a on-the-cusp Hall of Famer. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on. Woo. I mean, he could quit right now and he's a Hall of Famer. He doesn't have to play another game. But that's Colin. Are you sure? Yeah. Positive. Yeah. 106 career sacks. Um, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, that helps. I mean, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years where he had over. Uh, Didn't play it all last year because injury. Um, I don't think he'd be a first ballot guy if he retired right now, but he'd get probably in. not. Be he'd get in eventually. I'd say. Hopefully, he's got a couple more years left in him to get some more stats. That will be interesting, though, if he doesn't play another down or whatever, which I think he obviously will. Has he mm-hmm. been playing much this uh, train camp? Has yeah, he's he looked practicing. Yeah, but last year he looked fine until. There goes the Achilles. He wasn't, so. yeah. But, yeah. yeah. You want to yeah. get educated real quick? Yeah. On this day in 1905, Ty Cobb's mother, Amanda, kills her husband after mistaking him for a burglar. Well, that's terrible. That must be why Ty Cobb was such a mean guy. Um, 1918, Reds manager Christy Mathewson suspects Hal Chase of taking bribes to fix games and suspends him for indifferent play. I don't know what that means. Indifferent play. All went over my head there. For indifferent play. I don't know what that means, but uh, it's interesting that he would suspect one of his own players of doing that. 1925, that was the only time Babe Ruth was pinch hit for. Bobby Veach flew wow. out. Only time. Yeah. 1936, Jesse Owens is part of the American 4x100-meter relay team that wins gold in world record 39.8 at the Berlin Olympics in front of, I think, Adolf Hitler. It was. He's legendary. Where did he go to college? Michigan. The oh, Ohio, Ohio State, State University. It was one of the two. It was his fourth gold medal of the games. Um, a lot of uh, Berlin Olympic sort of deal. Um, 1946, first time all Major League Baseball games, only eight of them. Uh, were played at night. Wow. Yeah. Saul Wrigley just celebrated like the 30th anniversary of first night game. That would have been 2018. Would have been. It, it was 33rd anniversary. Of the actually, actually today is the 33rd anniversary. Okay. It was scheduled for 8888, but they got rained out and had to push it to 8988. Can't get anything past this guy. 1963, New York met Roger Craig's NL record time 18 game losing streak ends. Roger Craig. Well, um, first NFL game was played in the Louisiana Superdome on this day in 1975. Classic Soon. stadium now. Won a lot of ones uh, in the league. Preseason one. 
who won the PGA Championship men's golf on this day in 1981? 81. You're going with Tom Watson. Larry Nelson. Mm, heard of him. Won by four strokes over Fuzzy's, Fuzzy Zeller? Yeah, Indiana's own Fuzzy. Really? Mm-hmm. Fuzzy's vodka? Never heard of it. No. Not a vodka man. Who won the PGA Championship men's golf on this day in 1987? Let's try Tom Watson again. Let's try Larry Nelson again. Gosh, dang it, Larry. <laughs> he won two of them. Um, Who'd he beat? Uh, Lanny Watkins. Hmm. 1988, on this day, as I said, the Cubs beat the Mets. I didn't say this part, but the Cubs beat the Mets 6-4 to four in their first official night game at Wrigley Field. Remember, Bill Murray was there, and he did a whole <laughs> whole thing with Bill um, Murray, Harry Carey. 1988, the Edmonton Oilers traded Wayne Gretzky to the Los Angeles Kings for 15 to $20 million. Yeah. it's a lot of money well. back then. He, he was good everywhere he went. Kings or Oilers, Kings, Rangers. Who? Well, that's senior open men's golf. British senior open men's golf. Brian Huggett beat Eddie Pollard. Never heard of him. On this day in 2002, a uh, big-headed outfielder for the San Francisco Giants hit a 600th career homer. A guy named Barry Bonds? Yes, sir. Doesn't everybody's head grow a whole half size? Yeah, I mean, mine did. (laughs) 2012, Jamaican sprint superstar Usain Bolt wins the 200 meter at the London Olympics uh, to become the first to win in the 100 and 200 meter double in back-to-back Olympics. He's fast. He make fast people look not so fast. 2016, on this day, American swimmer Michael Phelps. Ever heard of him? Yeah, he's pretty good. He's another guy who's fast in the water. He won the men's 200-meter butterfly gold medal at the Rio de Janeiro Olympics. He beats Japan's Masato Sakai by .04 uh, for his 20, 20th Olympic gold medal. That's a lot. Also in 2016, Katie Ledecky started her reign of terror uh, where she won the 200-meter freestyle. She kept it going um, this year. Yeah, she's pretty. she's a pretty good one. Who won the 2020 PGA Championship? Men's golf. 2020. On this day. Last year. Yep. Colin Morikawa. Colin Morikawa. Can you yep. tell me who he beat? Ooh. Oh, man. Who the heck did he beat? Was it Louis Oosthuizen? Paul Casey. Okay. Yeah. That's going to do it for on this day. A lot of, lot of stuff today. Yeah, a lot of, lot of PGA mm-hmm. Championship golf, uh, which used to be played in August, and they moved it up to... May, except last year. I was going to say, it seems like it's not there anymore. Yeah, right. That time. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or <coughs> sales meeting, Performer Print House, who sponsors the On This Day every week, has over 50 years of combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company today by the, giving them a call at 574 210 so the Olympics are over now, J-Man. Yes, sir. What do you think people will talk about when they look back on the, I'm going to call them 2021 Tokyo Olympics, but technically 2020 Tokyo Olympics? COVID sure. will be the probably first thing people bring up. Remember that pandemic back in 2020 that pushed the Olympics to 2021? Um, that'll be the first thing I think of. Um, honestly, but probably um, who's the uh, who's the gym, gymnast? Simone Biles. Simone Biles will probably be one absolutely. that's absolutely brought up with her uh, 
dealing with some issues there. Um, I didn't watch much of it. I didn't either. Couldn't get into it without the fans there. Mm -hmm. Um, The dude from Norway smashing records in the, uh, I don't even remember the race he ran. I watched it even, the track. 1,500, I want to say it was. I don't know. He flew. It was crazy. I I saw a relay uh, where it was... uh, it was male and female where the male went, ran one lap. It was a four lap. I don't know. Is that the 200 meter when they run four laps? Sounds right to me. I, I don't know anything about track. Where they have the they have the male run and then female, yeah. and you can choose when they run. Right. And they had, um, I, for, I forget who ended up winning, but Nigeria was in a huge lead and that, like a huge length of lead and every single person caught up to her and uh, they ended up losing. It, it was, it was a strategy that looked like it was going to pay out having uh, the female run last with, um, but they ju- it with just a big lead. Yeah. And with a huge lead on. and she couldn't hold on. Um, but it was kind of funny. U S women's volleyball won gold for the first time ever. Be- that was a pretty big story because of, I believe two Illini yeah, and a boilermaker, one boilermaker, yeah. only Andy, one. Any Drews. Mm. So uh, they swept Brazil. I was surprised that was, that was the first time that, the U.S. women's team, volleyball team, and won gold. U.S. women's basketball and U.S. men's basketball both won gold. When's the last time they haven't? I don't know for women's. I think they always have. Uh, men's, I think this is four straight gold. Hmm. Remember um, Argentina got it one year? I do. Was that Manu Ginobili? Was yeah, he on that I team? think Carlos Arroyo was on the team because he hmm. kind of made a name for himself. Um, yeah, they both won gold. I know the wrestling U.S. wrestling team really did good. A lot of people were hyping them up as the best wrestling team we've ever had, especially in freestyle. Um, yeah, I mean, the U.S. ended up with the most medals and the most gold. China, number two. I saw China was Russia, one, number three in medals, not gold. One gold behind the U.S. Yes, 39 um, to 38. U.S. smoked them, though, like 113 to 88 for overall medal count. Uh, Russia, who technically didn't really have a team, that's why they were known as like the Russian Olympic Committee or whatever it was, ROC. They got third as far as medal count, but not in the gold. 1992 was the most recent time the U.S. did not win the overall medal count. Oh, I thought you meant when you asked me when last time. I thought I was talking U.S. men's basketball. Yes, last time yeah, no, no, that's could, sorry. That's that's a, that's actually what I meant. What oh, you, okay. but I was, you were I didn't even. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious when the last time they didn't. Ninety-two. Win the most. Yeah, that's the year we were born. Yep. Yeah, it was huh? interesting. Where, where was it at that year? I, I was going to ask you. I know it wasn't in the U.S. Um, I don't know. Where are they next? Twenty the summer. Yeah, twenty twenty-four. Yeah, they're gonna keep it. Uh, so it's gonna be three years now in between for this this go around. I think it's in. Um, I think it's in. Is it, it's not in London, is it? Or it's in Paris. In I'm London. Sure. In London. Pretty sure it's in. Pa- yeah, it's in Paris. Paris. Where are the winter next? Uh, twenty twenty two. Winter. Yeah, we don't really get a break from the Olympics. No. Um. Beijing. Twenty twenty two Winter Olympics. Okay. Yeah, when's the when's the U.S. gonna get it next? They haven't had it since Salt Lake City, right? When was that? Two thousand two. Oh, Vancouver had it one time after that. Ninety six was the Atlanta. Sochi had it back in twenty twelve. I remember Sochi had it. 
the winter and it was like yeah. 60 degrees that whole yeah. stretch. That was a PR nightmare going into that yeah. one. I remember all the stuff going on. Stuff was melting. <laughs> so, but. yeah, Olympics have uh, came and gone. I I, know, I do know people that watched it more than they had any previous games, but not me. I watched it less than I have yep. ever. Me too. I, I don't know why that is. I just didn't just couldn't get, get into, into it, it for whatever reason. Jinx. Jinx. Um, you want word association? Yeah, hit me, hit me with it. So the NFL is coming up here in about a month from I uh can't this wait. Week. month from today, yeah. I believe, is the is Buccaneers-Cowboys. So uh, I have all AFC head coaches here. Ooh, first yeah. thing that pops in your mind, starting with Bill Belichick. Scummy. Scummy. There you go. That's a good one. That's a good one for Bill. Uh, Brian Flores. Up and comer. I like Flores. He's a tough son of a gun. A lot of potential. He um, won 10 games last year. I mean, yeah. And pe- second year. People have him on the hot seat. Who? That's uh, Jason Locke and Fora. Uh, from, yeah, he's, he's the dumbest person they, out there. They could win four games this year. He'd be fine. I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought that. I thought maybe you would know more than me. The NFL is a little different, I guess. You do have so. 17 games now. That'd yeah, be four, four and 13. 13 that'd yeah. be pretty bad. If they're that, I'm going to be a miserable human being to be around. I already am a miserable human being to be around. <laughs> You're not too bad. Robert Sala. Robert Sala. Funny name. Jets. <laughs> I, I forgot who he even was at first. Now he's the San Francisco. He was he was the San Francisco yeah, D coordinator. I forgot. Yeah, I was still thinking it was good old Gase out there. I wish it was. I think he's a loser. I think uh, he's, a loser. <laughs> he's the biggest loser. I uh, think Robert's gonna unfortunately turn the Jets. No, I, th- into I think they'll good. be pretty good. It's it's yeah. gonna. I mean, it's gonna rely a lot on their uh, their new quarterback. Yeah, Sean McDermott. Solid. Yeah, he's coach. Good. I mean, the Bills are. I mean, they just signed Josh Allen to a big deal. Huge big, big, big deal. deal. Got to think they're going to be Super Bowl bowl contenders for a while. Yep. Urban Meyer. Mm. College. I just think of him as a college coach. I mean, we'll see. This could be interesting. Fast, pretty fascinating how he transitions to the Jaguars. Another guy could have said scummy. I don't have a lot of respect for Urban Meyer. I hope he crashes and burns. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Frank got, Reich. Remember, he's got Reich. Uh, Reich. He's got uh, Trevor Lawrence and Tim Tebow down there. Yep. I hope Tim, Timmy doesn't make the team. Frank Reich, um, jury's still out yeah, yeah. as a head coach. I think he's a good coordinator, um, good QB coach. What he did with uh, Nick Foles and Carson Wentz the year. The Eagles won the Super Bowl over the Patriots. Pretty impressive. But I don't know. Big year for him, I think, this year. Mike Vrabel. Hard nose. Tough. Yeah, tough. Run through a wall for that guy. Yep. Um, Titans, good football team. Now they got Julio Jones to go with yeah. their offense. Uh, watch out. Yeah, they're going to be good. Could you name me the Houston Texan head coach? No. David Culley. Yeah, I, I uh, know nothing about him. That's what I'm going to say about David Culley. Lovey Smith is defensive coordinator. That'll it's work out well. I did see uh, Houston Chronicle. first-round pick again this year. Houston Chronicle uh, beat writer for the Texans, I believe his last name is mm, McCain, McCain yeah, Bob, said Bob? that he never thinks well, Deshaun Watson will play another down. He'll never play another Texans. down for the Texans. So is Hard he going to be Philadelphia bound? Philadelphia like giving up on Jalen Hurts already? Hope so. Wow, that didn't last long. Um, Mike Tomlin. Another hard-nosed guy. A guy I keep thinking is going to be on the hot seat, but they keep extending keep, his contract. They keep winning, too. But as long as Big Ben's there, Mike Tomlin's is going to be there. I mean, a svelte I mean, Big Ben. The Steelers may have had three coaches in like 50 years. Yeah, they're very lucky. Chuck Noll, Bill Cower, and, and Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Tomlin's a future All-Famer, probably. 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 Yeah. Won a Super Bowl. Won two Super Bowls. No. One one. Just kidding. One one made one. One. Yep. Made two. Made two. Total. Yeah. Um, John Harbaugh. 
solid coach. Been there forever. I mean, uh, he was a guy who was a special teams coordinator before he took that job. He's also the legendary Tom Crean's brother-in-law. And his brother's a khaki pant-wearing uh, lunatic up in Michigan. Yeah. But uh, solid coach, another Super, Bowl, another, another Super Bowl winning coach, and he's yeah, finally he's got some good offensive talent around him. Far more likable than his brother and his brother-in-law, for that matter. Zach Taylor. Young gun. Yeah. Well, he's a young coach. Cincinnati's got to give him time. Kevin Stefanski. Did the impossible. Browns won the playoff game yep. last year, so build him a statue. <laughs> Andy Reid. Walrus. No, I, I like Andy Reid, but he reminds me of Walrus. Yeah, he's got the mustache that yep. kind of reminds you of a little, Walrus. A little husky build, too. John Gruden. Chucky. You love him. The scowl. I love that they're paying him $100 million to be one of the worst four teams in the he league. He is Jeff Fisher. Yes. He is Jeff Fisher. But he was just a good commentator and, and yeah. blew everybody away with his knowledge. So, like, we're bringing him back. It's the Davis way, man. Mr. 7-9. I was talking eight to him with a Raider fan the other night. They thought they, they thought it would get so much better when Al Davis passed away. And it hasn't. Yeah, it needs a son to pass away now or sell the team. Son's a little too Sell young. his minivan. Yeah. Vic Fangio. Italian. <laughs> He's always he making there. Italian meatballs on oh. social media. But oh, how good does that sound? That right does. Now? I bet he makes some good ones. But yeah. it's playoffs or bust for Vic. They don't make playoffs. He's goner. Last one, Brandon Staley. Another young up-and-coming coach. I mean, he's got a heck of a young quarterback to play with. Um, yeah, but the Chargers don't give coaches very long. Anthony no. Lynn didn't give a long leash there. No. So, um, J-Man has not done a bucket prediction yet. You have not. And I'm going to let you know that the worst word associated segment is brought to you by Rhett Lee, attorney at law. Rhett Lee and the law office of Andrew Aki are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana and practices criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, call him today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. And the Tan and J-Man Show is also brought to you by Circle 15 Golf. Circle 15 Golf is a brand focused on bringing tour-quality products and experience to the everyday golfer like the J-Man and myself. It's built on 25 years of tour experience, featuring the Genesis Glove, the most durable and comfortable glove available, and the patented Glove Hub, the first and only glove humidor on the market. Find those products and more at circle15golf.com. Tan Jamin Show also brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-bread tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, The Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Mantle, focused on freshness and quality. You can wash... Everything down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitou on their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boats or wheels, the Dam Landing is a place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. The J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week. I really don't have a good one, but... Let, let's just... How about you don't... How about you take a week off of the book and... And uh, push his promo again. I actually have it. Okay, uh, never mind. Cubs will not win a game this week. They have the Brewers for four, and then I think they're in Miami. 0-7. J-Man's <laughs> Booker Prediction of the Week brought to you by any Farm Bureau insurance agent. Travis watching life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' common farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. Um, go download his app and get into a uh, giveaway. Contest yes, drawn. once again, he's going to be joining us in three weeks from tonight for our college football show, previous show, our 250th episode, and he will be revealing the contest winner that night live on the IC, ISC Sports Network. So, I am going to 
fail on this birdie bogey. Give it to me. All right. So Peyton Manning uh-huh. got in the Hall of Fame last night. He became one of four quarterbacks of all time to be drafted number one overall in the NFL draft to become a Hall of Famer. Give me the other three quarterbacks. John, John Elway. John Elway, who my dog is named after. Oh, man. Number one overall. Roger Staubach. I don't know if he was no. number one overall. Nope. I was thinking about it all show, and I can't. I, I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. One's the AFC, one's the NFC guy. They only played on one team each. No idea. Terry Bradshaw, who I think is one of the most overrated people in the whole thing. Wouldn't even thought of him being number one overall pick. And Troy Aikman. Nope. Couldn't even thought about it. He is also right there with Bradshaw's being one of the most overrated in history. What an embarrassment. <laughs> it was a tough question. Yeah, I don't even think of Bradshaw or Aikman. But when it comes to Hall of Fame quarterbacks, it's hard because there's so there's many. There's so many of them, yeah. I was looking, oh, who's number one overall yeah. pick? Like, I knew the Hall of, or the Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And the I Super didn't know Bradshaw winners, was but, number one. I knew Aikman was number one, but yeah. still didn't pop out the way. <sighs> of course, Elway does, but. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show. I'll buy be, some merch. I'll be better next week, I promise. Tan and j Have a great week, everybody. We'll be back at it next Monday.